ladies. Welcome to the Dear Family Courts podcast. My name is Lisa Welter and I'm joined by my co-host Jen Kinesny. You're going to hear Jen talk about the special place that women have in the world to do good and to bring justice. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Just for awareness, we did record this with a team of other women in a Dunn Brothers coffee shop. And so if you hear a difference in our background noise, it was because our environment was actually in a coffee shop. So take a listen, enjoy this very brief but powerful message just for you. You know, if you go back to the Genesis story, it talks about how, you know, Adam and Eve were made in the image of God and together they represent him as a perfect representation of the, of God himself. And so we're image bearers of God and what women bring, you know, we were the, the, the crowning glory of creation. We were the final touch. We were the pièce de résistance. And it's so hard for us women because we can judge ourselves so harshly. We're so critical of ourselves and we are very critical of each other, even if we just do it in our heads. And so, um, but we're designed to breathe life into the world. We're designed, and designed to bring life, to breathe life, to offer aliveness instead of survival. But we get stuck. We get stuck um, because there is an enemy operating in this world, an enemy of God. And the Bible story talks about that as well. You know, the serpent in the garden and the temptation and how Adam and Eve fell um, out of perfect relationship with God. And so God's been at work rescuing us ever since and makes that rescue available to anyone who wants it through Christ. Oh my gosh, what happens is there's a deception that we have to fight every day. There's always a battle on the line for us women. Are we going to walk in the full manifestation of aliveness that God designed for us and offer that to the world around us? Or are we going to get stuck into survival mode? Are we going to get stuck in reacting and doubting ourselves and being exhausted and walking in shame. And so that is the battle every day. Part of what we're offering at the Catalasso group, and this is, it isn't just about the training we're talking to you about, it's jumping into our community. Yeah. We have Facebook groups, we do, um, we have holistic supports that are available for no charge. Um, we've got the Moxie Challenge, we've got a, a monthly Bible study, book study that we do with Pastor Wendy Cunningham, mm -hmm. who's an incredible mothering leader amazing woman so if you are not coming to those please come to those mm -hmm. you will come away full mm -hmm. um we're creating community here like we said that is going to support you winning that battle every day of abundance versus scarcity um we're holding the space for accountability for that so that we can continue to lift each other up and encourage one another and just build those muscles that we need to be empowered and to really stand in the identity that original image that God created us as, there was an original glory. As, as Christians, we can often get stuck in the conversation about being, you know, sinners. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is Jesus redeemed that on the cross. And we might struggle with sin, as Paul says, but that is no longer our nature. We have to learn to stand in our true identity, which is original glory of God, image bearers of God. And what is at stake is that we need to bring aliveness to this world that desperately needs it. And we need it first. You can't give away what we don't have, right, ladies? Yep. So this is the, the environment and the opportunity to learn to build the muscle of walking in abundance and, in, and being empowered um, as the Lord intended us to be. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and just take taping off of what Jen has said, you know, your life experience matters. Once you have that solidified, you understand your identity. And I know a lot of women are already there. 
then you start to turn and ask the question like, I've had a lot of junk happen to me in my life. Like, does it matter? Is it for a purpose? And I found so frequently women saying, oh, you know, I'm just glad I get to invest in my kids. My kids have a better future. What if there was actually more? What if there was more that you were supposed to do with all of that pain, all of those experiences, the burdens that you carry with you? I don't think it's just for our children. I think we're actually supposed to do something and become the full representation of that Proverbs 31 woman, that we take our experiences, the knowledge that we already have, and we use it for good for others. What is the storyline that you have walked with? Maybe it's a place of shame. It's been a difficult circumstance, or it's just been like, oh, this makes me so mad that this happened. Or maybe you just have a burden on your heart that has never been fully fulfilled. Your experience in life itself is enough to be equipped and trained to go and do good. The training itself will help launch you into that place where you can bring justice or implement um, good things for people. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, Lisa, as your attorney, I already told you my story with women, right? And how all of those painful things that happened to me, like the Lord had a plan all along to use it for good. But I'm here to tell you, I did not really come to a into my faith um, as a, a person who really followed Christ until after I got married, which so I was like 20, I was 27. And um, so I lived a lot of years before 27 and made a lot of choices before 27. But I had this idea once I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior that somehow my life was going to be really easy and everything was going to be magical and perfect and wonderful. And I bet we can get some nods on the phone here. Like I'm here to tell you, I had a honeymoon period with God. And after that, I went back into the valley. Okay. The valley of death, walking through it, um, being shaped and refined. And I'm like following God and I'm praying about all my choices and I'm walking through vocational, you know, environments. And I've always been very vocationally wired. It's I've always wanted to make an impact being me and figure it out. And I'm here to tell you, I got hurt by equally Christians and non-Christians. Um, I dealt with terrible leadership. I dealt with good leadership. I had to learn how to be a good leader or a poor leader and which, one, which way was I going to go. And so lots of painful, devastating, traumatic things happened, sometimes for years on end in every single area of my life, my marriage, my parenting, my business things, my ministries went through the cross. Okay, all of it got crucified. Anything I identified myself as, roles, titles, all of that got crucified over years of experiences, okay? And, and so it wasn't easy, but what's incredible, and I would question, what is going on in my life? Lord, am I in your will? What's happening? Are you going to use all this? Are you going to be able to heal the hurts? Because I'm traumatized, and I don't even know if I recognize myself anymore. Is anyone, like, having those sorts of experiences where you're like, I don't know, at the beginning from the end? And I don't know who to talk to about it. And even sometimes people who really love you don't know how to support you well. They try and they can't, or they make it worse and they make you feel more alone, right? And so, um, but what's really interesting is I'm starting to see this convergence, you know, years later of like, God is showing me that every good thing, every hard thing, every terrible thing, every traumatic thing, he is knitting together for good. Mm -hmm. He is showing me what it was all for. Yeah. And and I'm using it and I, it's incredible. It's incredible. And he can heal all of that. And he can bring redemption and restoration in every area of your life. And he can give you double for your trouble. And he's doing it in my life. He's doing it in Lisa's life. 
And we're just scratching the surface. We're just starting, yeah. you know, and it's incredible. Yeah, we did a pilot training a couple of weeks ago with a, a small group of women just to make sure like we were, you know, fleshing out all the concepts well. And, and it was fun to listen to these women talk about the same thing. They saw this convergent of all of the bad that has happened and all the questions that they've asked. It was coming into an alignment with this training of now I have a rationale of why it happened and how I can move forward to do good. It says in Esther for, um, I think this is Mordecai saying this, for if you remain silent at this time with the burden that you see, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. Esther was being challenged. If she didn't take responsibility for what she saw, someone else was going to step up and, and bring the justice. And so Esther and her leadership, because of the identity that she was grounded in, she stepped in and changed the entire nation's future. She saw the injustice that broke not only her heart, but she knew it broke God's. And then she prepared herself to approach the king to, sh to show up and boldly change it. And I'm thinking since you're on this call, you are totally that woman. Okay. I would agree. So if you can trust the Lord enough, like Esther did when everything was on the line, like how much more is he going to do through you? Yeah. It's, you are the only you that exists. I think there's a Dr. Seuss. You are the only you. I can't remember. <laughs> it's like a tongue twister, but like women, ladies, you have a, a high calling on your life. And, and you were born for such a time as this. I'm finishing off the- There you go. Esther 414. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Yeah.